Hey guys, and welcome to Hunting Land, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you'd like to stay up to date on hunting tactics, land management, land values, and land market dynamics, this is the podcast for you. This week's show is brought to you by Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks. Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks are proud to be your metal roofing headquarters for over 40 years. Save time and money by buying from the most reliable manufacturer on the Gulf Coast. If you buy it today, you pick it up today. They offer 20 Sherwin-Williams colors to choose from, and a 40-year warranty. Baker Metal and Dixie Supply, two names, same great service. With the addition of their new store in Cantonment, Florida, they now have eight locations to serve you. Dixie Supply and Baker Metal Works, your metal roofing headquarters, and also brought to you by Alabama Farmers Co-op. From backyard gardening to large-scale farming and everything in between, your local co-op has what you need to be successful. Since 1936, Alabama Farmers Cooperative has provided high-quality products and friendly service to community members and local farmers. With over 60 locations to serve you and 85 years of experience, you can count on the co-op. For more information and to find a location near you, visit www.alafarm.com. I'm your host, Joe Baya, here today with my co-host, Butch Theory. And, uh, you know, Butch, this may not be the sexiest topic we've ever done. I want to be the host this week. You're the co-host this week. All right. You're I'm the co-host this week. <laughs> but when we do these podcasts, our focus is really to cover all aspects of land ownership. And of course, hunting is one of the reasons we go out there and own land, lease land. Um, sure. yeah, absolutely. And that's why a lot of us fall in love with it. But not everybody's a hunter, but there's a ton of landowners out there. There's a ton of people that really are at risk, whether you know it or not you're at risk, whether you're allowing people onto your property or not, you're at risk. So today we're going to find out who really is at risk, what the options are out there to get you covered, and how much that's going to cost. And to do that, we're talking this week with Sean Fabrosh of the American Hunting Lease Association. Sean, welcome to Hunting Land, man. First off, tell us a little bit about what you do at the American Hunting Lease Association, a little bit about the American Hunting Lease Association as well. Sure. Love to. Thanks for having me today, Joe and Butch. I really appreciate it. So yeah, the American Hunting Lease Association was started in 2010, kind of as a trade association, basically, for the hunting lease industry. Uh, And all my friends or anybody when I took this job, they said, there's a hunting lease industry? You know, you're just not doing this on the tailgate of your truck. <laughs> no, it's it's quite a quite a big industry, actually. So we've evolved like any other group. We uh, were a trade association. And I was charged with as chief operating officer, grow leasing in this country, just make leasing more, not just available, but accepted and understood and, and used as a tool by landowners and hunters. And so that's what we did uh, for the like first maybe three or four years. But again, we start to evolve. Leasing really starts to take off kind of on its own. I was helping a little bit, or we were helping a little bit, but it just starts to grow, especially in the Midwest. So we evolved from not just hunting lease, but we've started to provide the tools the landowners and hunters needed if they were doing this on their own. So a hunter knocks on a door, landowner, they talk, they meet a couple of times, and finally the landowner says, sure, I'll lease you uh, my property. What do they need? They need an insurance policy to cover everyone. They need a contract, uh, a hunting lease, if you will. So we started providing those things. And then it's evolved now even to where we finally realized, took us a minute, but there are a lot more landowners who don't lease their property, but they share their property. And so now we started to provide the same tools for them as well. Yeah, it's interesting how the evolution of it all, and it's kind of almost like the evolution of a lot of hunters, you know, guys go from maybe just hunting public land to then they want to lease some ground. And then a lot of times they end up buying ground themselves. And 
you know, as somebody that does own land, I have to think about all the different ways that I want to make sure everybody's protected that's coming on to my property. And, you know, one of the first things when I bought my little piece of ground, one of the first things I found, I found an old well on the property and I immediately put up some T-posts around it, put some some paneling, some panel fencing around it and, and kind of covered it up, making sure that nobody could fall in. But in the process of doing that, I started to think, you know, what happens if somebody is on my property, whether that I allow them to be or not, and they get hurt. What happens if somebody that I am allowing to be on my property, we're in the middle of putting in fire breaks and doing some different projects on the property where I've got subcontractors out there running equipment, dangerous work to some extent. And I wanted to know that I was protected if there was an accident and they, and you know, they were protected if there's an accident. So first off today, we're talking about vacant land insurance. I want you to just explain what is vacant land insurance? Well, can I explain what vacant land is first? Yeah. Absolutely. Vacant land is is property that has no improvements to it. That's the most generic and that's the simplest term. Uh, there are a couple of other companies that provide this type of insurance. And to them, vacant land insurance is, or vacant land is just that. There are no buildings on it. There are no structures of any kind. Ours is a little different. It's a little more broad coverage. You can have an old dilapidated barn or an old falling down shed or something like that. And that's not going to throw you out of vacant land status. In fact, you could even have a cabin that is rarely used. It's not a residential cabin, maybe three or four weekends a year. You guys go down, you hunt there. That's all allowed on, on our program. So that's what vacant land is. If you live on your property year round, your homeowner's insurance very likely covers the entire property. You might even live, live across the street from your property. And it's likely that it transfers. And that's something I think everybody, every landowner should check out. But if you have what we call vacant land, and that's the land that most of us hunt and recreate on, then we do ask or we expect you to get uh, vacant land insurance. And this insurance simply covers vacant land insurance, unlike hunting lease, and we can go into that in a little bit. Vacant land insurance only covers the landowner from liability. So if a landowner has an invited guest or an uninvited guest, and I mean trespassers by that, if they are sued by any of those guests, this coverage will, first of all, has a duty to defend. So this coverage will protect you in court, will defend you in court against the claim. And then if you're found liable for uh, or judged against and you're asked to pay a claim, then that's when the coverage kicks in. So the well is such a good example because I found probably four or five of those just walking through the woods. I always stop and video a quick, this is what we're talking about. This is an eight-foot hole in the ground. It's, you know, brick-lined. It's an old homestead. And, you know, 100 years ago it was something, but now it's not. Walking through the dark with a backpack or a, a tree stand on my back, that's a certain broken limb, without question. The misconception is, like, my buddies aren't going to sue me. I invited them. They're not going to sue me. And I would hope that's true. I would hope so. But that's just, we have found not to be the case. If somebody has a debilitating injury and they're off work for six months or a year, they're going to, they have no choice. They have no income. Yep. You know, they, they might have no revenue for their family. They're going to be forced to seek legal action. And that's when a simple $225 a year policy can really save your butt. Very educational there, Sean. I uh, want to bring you back. I hope I'm not uh, moving too far forward here, but you mentioned that vacant land insurance is for a a place where you don't stay very often, it sounds like, or a place with no structures. Well, what if you're kind of in between? What if you know you have a decent home on there, you spend three or four months out of the year there, but you don't live there? Does that make me exempt or what do I need? Are there any additional coverage? 
If you have insurance on your home, like homeowners of any type, I think that's what you should use and what you should rely on. If you have a, a decent home and you're there three to four months, you're not going to be, you're not going to qualify for vacant land insurance. Understood. Frankly, it's too inexpensive. You know, the risk, uh, the underwriters would see that as, as too great a risk when people are there that often on in that nice of a structure, that valuable of a structure. And so for 225, you're just not going to find that. So I would say that you should really look into your uh, homeowner's insurance, call your agent and ask them, here's what we're doing. I'm only there three months. I bet they could write you some sort of a special policy that would be a little more appropriate than the bacon. Understood. Going back to something you said, let's say I'm a landowner that leases my property for hunting. Okay. And I do have people on there that are hunting. Which choice is right? Do I need to require them to have hunting lease insurance? Do I also need to have vacant land insurance myself? Uh, and, and how do those two differ? Uh, that's such a good question. And you know, we are not an insurance agency per se. And, but I'm going to sound like it because I'm going to tell you there are a lot of times when you need both. So let's start, let's kind of separate them. Hunting lease insurance is very specific. It covers the hunters that are listed on your lease and the landowner. Everybody's covered for liability reasons on that property during the period that's outlined in the lease agreement. That's it for all hunting activities. So it's very specific. If uh, you have four hunters, you're the landowner, they've leased it for an entire year, and you have 120 acres, coverage applies to that group of people on that property for that time limit. That's all. There is nothing else. There's no coverage for trespassers. If you are a landowner and let's say you lease land, but in the summertime, in the off season, you've got a couple employees or some friends and you just want to go out and have a picnic. You want to go out and, and hike. Any number of things, you are not protected by your hunting lease insurance. And then that's when I would recommend vacant land coverage. Gotcha. Yeah. And that kind of thing, you know, God forbid, but that kind of thing does happen. You hear about ATV accidents, people just out riding, they're just enjoying the property outside of hunting season. And it would be a shame to try to be covered and not be covered, you know, just because you didn't understand what is covered. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. Don't forget about our sponsors and make sure you support them when you're out in the marketplace. Fatana's Defense. Masters of Darkness. Fatanas Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. PD Pro series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles. Built around the Fatana 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and their hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16 millimeter monocular, the PD Pro B 16 millimeter binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Patanus Defense, Masters of Darkness. And also, Boater's List. Boater's List is your new, reliable, and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. If you run a boat, you know how difficult it can be to find the right company for the task at hand. Boater's List makes this easy and easy to find the service you are looking for. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts all the way down to paddle boards and all things in between. Boaterslist.com will always strive to make it better on the water. Sean, what is covered? Let's talk specifically about vacant land insurance. I mean, I think about, you know, I'll use myself as the example. 
we camp out there. We've got some, you know, RVs and things we use. We've got tractors out there, UTVs from time to time. We've got people that come onto the property and work. I could see a lot of different areas. We're going to do prescribed fire. You know, fire could get away from you. There's yeah. a lot of things that could happen that could lead to damage of a neighboring property. They could lead to uh, an injury to somebody that's there allowed or not. So specifically what's covered. And then I also want you to go into detail. We've mentioned trespassers a couple of times. You hear these nightmare stories that people are on your property unlawfully, but then they're able to actually sue you when they get hurt there. It just seems asinine to me, but is that a real thing? Uh, well, yeah, let's just take that one first. It is a real thing. Again, you can't outlaw somebody suing you. They could sue you and right. force you to hire an attorney and show up in court and defend yourself. You know, that's very doable, very possible. And that does happen. You owe trespassers a, a lesser obligation to make the property safe than you do the people that you invite to come on. That's a fact. However, there are varying degrees of trespassing and different. This is a state by state thing. So I encourage everybody looking at what your state is. Uh, a trespasser who has snuck onto your property for to steal something or for nefarious means, you probably owe them less a duty or an obligation to be safe than anybody, but they still sue. Now, there are other trespassers. Do you know that the kids get off the bus on this corner and they cut through your property to go home? And yeah, they're only on there 150, 200 yards, and you might know that. They're trespassers. And if one of those kids were to become injured or to injure another child, you might be drugged into some sort of a court battle that they were on your property. You allowed them to be on your property. You knew it because you see the trail and all that. You've approached us a couple of times, but you don't do anything about it. So that's the situation. And the last one is called an attractive nuisance. I always think of the old Andy Griffith show because there was a great episode where Opie saw an abandoned mine and it was all boarded up and it said no entry and all this. And, you know, Opie's shaking on the boards and trying to go in. Any kid would be attracted to what that looked like. So if you've got an old tractor or an old barn sitting within view of a seven or eight-year-old, they don't know trespassing. They don't know they can't go there. They're just going to be attracted onto your property. And then if they become injured playing on that old rusty tractor or anything like that, again, you could be found liable because you were negligent and you didn't take the steps necessary to keep them off of that old abandoned tractor. So it's another form of trespassing. It's a great question. But this uh, vacant land coverage does cover you against claims made by trespassers. The other part of your question was what is covered? So only the landowners covered, the hunters or your guests, if they cause injury to you or your property, that's not covered. If you are sued, if you are facing a claim made by a guest, it covers you against injury and property damage. Some scenarios, you, uh, you allow some of your kids' friends to camp out over the weekend. You knew this big tree had been hit by lightning two years ago, and it looks pretty rough anyway, and it falls over onto one of their cars. Doesn't injure anybody, but they parked under it. They had no idea. That could be a claim. And, you know, you, you knew about that tree for two years and you didn't cut it down. You didn't do anything. You didn't even tell them, hey, don't park under that tree. These are the kinds of incidents that are covered by this, you know, by liability coverage. The one thing about liability coverage is it never pays you. So you, you get this coverage so that if you're sued, you don't have to pay an exorbitant amount of money. You mentioned ATVs a little bit ago. If somebody is just riding an ATV on your property and they're going too fast, and they negligently crash their own ATV, they might file a claim. And there might be, there might be some med pay, which is up to $5,000. It's really just a, a nice feature on the part of the carrier to say, hey, listen, here's up to $5,000. Get right, pay your medical bills while we investigate. But that's probably not going to be a good claim. Nobody was liable for that. 
they were negligent. They injured themselves. And likely, we'd like to think they have medical insurance, and that's what that's for. So we get people on Huntingley's side fall out of tree stands, call and say, hey, I fell out of my tree stand. Okay, who hung it? Well, I did. Okay, did anybody do anything? No, I just fell out of it because I wasn't wearing my harness. Okay, that's your fault. That's on you. That's, you know, you should be wearing a harness. There's a number of things. The landowner says, hey, there's an old wooden tree stand in the corner of that field. Climb up there. I see a deer, a deer there all the time, and you're climbing up it, and the eighth step you step on cracks and breaks and you fall now you got a claim now the landowner told me to go there and i thought it was safe yeah makes sense so as somebody that owns land and invites people to hunt you need to have something protecting you at a minimum and that's where something like this really comes in if that property is unimproved like we talked about and you're inviting other people to be on your property you need to be covered and even if you aren't inviting other people onto your property i yeah, you know, I use my, use myself again as an example. I have a power line easement on my property, and right now the road that runs parallel to that power line easement is is kind of washed out. And so, what a lot of the local ATV folks are doing is they're cutting onto the power line easement to go around the bad road and sure. coming onto my property and then leaving. And the other day I was out there and I thought maybe I ought to put some T posts up or maybe I ought to put like you know a cable up and kind of. But, but then no that's tra- a death no trap trespass. and it exposes well, you even more. You know, so that, that was exactly what ran through my head. I was thinking like, well, what if I, you know, I'm going to flag it. I'm going to make sure it's visible. I'm not trying to booby trap anybody, but right. what if they say they didn't see it? You know, I just started, then I started to think, well, dang, am I setting myself up? You know, knowing that I've got some insurance to cover me if there's an accident, whether it's my fault or not, is a good peace of mind. Absolutely. And again, this is we're not talking about an exorbitant amount of money. Right. 225 bucks is up to 750 acres. That should just give you peace of mind to say, hey, yeah, you can go out there and hunt or you can go out and mushroom hunt or arrowhead hunt or whatever. I had a guy, and I'm here in Indiana. I had a guy pull up on my lease about a month ago, pulled up, got out, nice truck, nice looking guy. I mean, just kind of walked up, approached me, and uh, he said, hey, I noticed you put no trespassing signs up. Yeah, I did do that. Now, okay, well, then I'll stay out of here from now on then. I was like, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, the law says that if it's not posted or have purple stripes around it, then I can run my dogs here. And I said, okay, well, yeah, it's posted now. And he goes, yeah, no problem. So it's amazing what no trespassing, $10 of no trespassing signs will do to keep people out. There are plenty of law-abiding folks, but if they see a loophole, they're going to go. And so I would encourage you just to post your signs. I'll send you some signs. (laughs) Just post that, that power line easement. Just so, hey, if, if somebody does get hurt, you can it's you posted. have that level of defense. Man, I posted it. I tried right. to keep them out. And yeah. that goes a long way, a long way. Yep, I agree with you. There you go, Joe. That answers a little bit of your problem anyway. <laughs> you know, right. can make an effort without making a death trap. Put Hopefully. some signs, no booby traps. Got it. That's, okay. that's right. You mentioned that. If you have a subcontractor out on your property to give you an estimate. So you invited them out. They're not charging you. No money has changed hands. They're covered under the vacant land policy. Once they start doing work for you, they should be insured themselves, and you need to have them add you as an additional insured to their policy. That's just good advice. If they're starting to work, they're insured, but you're not until you're added to their policy. It's a simple phone call. It shouldn't cost them a dime. They can help you out that way. So I just I wanted I didn't want to miss that one. No, and that's that's a great point to bring up because a lot of times if you're dealing with vacant property, you're dealing with hunting property, you're out rural areas, you know, you may just have a kind of a gentleman's agreement with a local neighbor to say, Hey man, could you plant my food plots this year? Could you run the bush hog for a day, you know, and just kind of help me out. And, or maybe you do a little trade in or something. He's not in business. He just does it because he's 
He's there. your neighbor. He's and close. He wants to help you, and y'all, y'all kind of horse trade, or you know, you just help each other out because you're neighbors. And he could be out there running that tractor and get hurt, and all of a sudden he's got to file a claim against you. And that's the scenario where this kind of thing would come into play. And I, I see that over and over and over again, where local neighbors just out there to help, you know, and yeah. uh, God forbid something happens. And it doesn't have to be an entry either. You could have uh, left or forgot that you dropped a 20 foot logging chain in that food plot. And then you said, Hey, can you go plant sure. that food plot? And he runs over it with his planter, a cedar, his plow and damages his tractor. He's going to say, Joe, bud, you owe me some money here. Right. For sure. You know, or I'm going to have to sue you again. It's as long as it's an accident, you know, right. nobody's negligent, just an accident. Then yeah, then you've got a valid claim. Yep. And that stuff costs a lot of money too. You're right. That's a good tip there. So you mentioned $225 for up to 750 acres. Did I understand that correctly? Yes, sir. So how does the cost vary? Like how does it, does it go up exponentially after that? Or is there, you know, benchmarks for 1500 acres under 750 to 1500 or how does that work? We do that with hunting lease with vacant land. I really just wanted to make this as simple as possible. So it's 225 up to 750 acres and it's 30 cents an acre after that. Plain and simple. Very simple. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. Don't forget about our sponsors and make sure you support them. This week's show is brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. If you're frustrated with typical hunting and fishing magazines and tired of reading content, then for guys that are up in the north or up in the Midwest, check out Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Don't get left behind following the guidance of guys who don't fish or hunt in your home state. You can pick up a Great Days Outdoors Magazine subscription and it will help you become a better Southern outdoorsman. Great Days Outdoors Magazine can be found at your local Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Tractor Supply Company, Rural King, Bass Pro Shops, or you can save online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And also brought to you by Alabama Ag Credit. Buying rural property isn't the same as buying in town. If you're in the market to purchase your own piece of paradise or need an operating line for your farm, give our friends at Alabama Ag Credit a call. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, they can help you with everything from homes and land to tractors and crops, because sometimes natural resources need financial resources. And while some lenders don't get it, they do. Learn more by visiting alabamaagcredit.com. So talking about what's covered and what isn't covered, that's one of the things that I've, I've learned over the years of buying different, different types of insurance is almost Read more the five important. Print. <laughs> well, it's just more important to pay attention to what isn't covered. Right than what is in a lot of cases. What should a landowner be asking? If they're comparing coverage, comparing costs on vacant land insurance, uh, what are some of the things they need to look for? Can I have a structure on this property? Whether it's an old abandoned shed or a barn, you know, that was one of the very first things I asked with our partners where we purchase our coverage is can they have structures? Because I know the other two companies, you cannot. I've not been on a rural or vacant piece of property in my life that didn't have an old barn it's not used anymore. If I have guests out there and a storm kicks up and they seek shelter in that old barn, am I going to be covered? And on our program, it's yes. You're covered from the use of that structure. So that scenario right there is uh, would be covered. I parked my ATV in that old barn. I parked my camper in that old barn and it collapsed on my camper. Not covered. Okay. But if somebody uses that structure for any reason and they're injured, then coverage would apply. So that's the ver- the first one. Can I have any structures there? Uh, and then it's really just cost. Check your carrier. Make sure your carrier is A-rated and reputable. And then, you know, the other thing is, I know this, this is pretty recent, reviews. Look at Google reviews on other customers. What did they think of the experience? How fast did you get your certificates? With us, you get your certificate five minutes after you purchase. 
Coverage can apply the next day if you like for it to. And so you're covered the next day. And again, I won't mention our competition, but they're my, my competition here, three to four weeks possibly to get your certificate. Okay. It's October 15th. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, right. I, I'm ready to hunt. I can't wait four weeks. So well, not, not only that, once you realize you're exposed, it's, it is, yeah. it's an anxious feeling to, until to you know that covered. you're exposed until you get covered. And it's like, once you make the decision to do it, you want it done now. I mean, as soon as possible. That's a great point. You know, I don't own land. I'm a, I, I lease, I'm city raised and born. And so I, I don't, I, that's a great point. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'll, I'll remember that going forward. Yep. Definitely agree. You know, like you said, Sean, uh, getting coverage quickly is something that you guys pride yourself on. And as a landowner who's bought vacant land insurance, once I realized I needed it, I wanted it. I wanted it like yesterday. So if somebody is listening to this and they find that they also are in need of vacant land insurance or hunting lease insurance or, you know, some other form, how do they reach out to you guys? How do they get coverage? Kind of go through that process a little bit. Sure. Thanks. So there's two ways you can do it. You can do it online or you can give us a call. There are some things that most of us are perfectly comfortable doing online. Insurance is not always one of them. They want to talk to somebody. They want to know that they were heard, that everything is right. So we are in Indianapolis, Indiana. We're just outside of Indianapolis, actually. We have a a fantastic staff, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, call us. We will answer the phone every time. We will speak to you, and we can take your application over the phone and have you covered the next day. That application... It's, it's, I can hardly call it an application. It'll take you five or six minutes. We've got it down to be that good. Um, you'll get a thank you email. There's a lot of times I, before I hang up the phone with somebody, they say, now, when will I get my cert? Oh, wait a minute. I already got them. So <laughs> a lot of times they have them before they get off the phone. Or you can go online. And we are at ahuntinglease.org. It's very simple. Um, on that homepage, you'll see hunting lease insurance, vacant land insurance. Click on the one that you prefer. You can fill everything out online. Once you pay, it's exactly the same situation. You're going to get a thank you email with your certificate of insurance for yourself for vacant land. If you're buying hunting lease and you're a hunter, we will also send one to your landowner on your behalf. So they know that you have done what they ask you to do within minutes. So those are the two ways. You can call us. You can go online at ahuntinglease.org. Both are really slick, really quick, or excuse me, efficient ways to, to take care of this. Well, Sean, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate you sharing your knowledge and, and your experience around all these different subjects. I know I feel a lot better having vacant land insurance uh, every time I'm up at my property. It allows me to just enjoy my property and not worry about the what ifs. So thanks for shedding some light on these topics today. You're more than welcome. I appreciate the opportunity. I enjoy talking to folks. So this has been nice. Yep, definitely enjoyed it. Hopefully it'll save our uh, listeners some headaches and hopefully some bucks. Sounds good. But you know, there's no fences on my place. And like I said, like I mentioned earlier, just having that experience, one of the first times I was out on my property, finding that well, I just started to think, man, God forbid. I mean, of course, you don't want anybody to get hurt on your property. And of course, you don't want anything bad to happen. But it does happen, you know, as a guy who's fallen out of a tree, fallen out of a tree stand, accidents happen. And Yeah, absolutely. There's no sense in being exposed if you don't have to be. You know, and you and I talk about it all the time, too, with land ownership is we have so many things that can potentially stress you out, give you anxiety in life. Our land is our retreat. You know, that's where we go to put all that stuff aside and really relax and kind of get back to nature and not worry about all that stuff. And why let something like this, something that's simple and and really inexpensive. Inexpensive for sure. Yeah. I agree with that, man. Keep you up at night. I I totally agree. And that's, 
there's no reason not to get this if it applies to you. And the monetary value of this is definitely not a reason not to get it. Just for ease of mind would be well worth the 225 bucks and not much more after that if you have over 750 acres. So why wait? I mean, it'll, it'll make you sleep easy at night. Absolutely. Appreciate you joining us. We want to make it easy for you to listen. So here's a handy option for you. To get the podcast emailed to you each week, just text the word hunting to 773-770-4377. Again, just text the word hunting to 773-770-4377. You'll join our email list. And wherever you are listening to podcasts, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. Send us a written review. We'd love to hear from you. If you got a show topic, that you are interested in and like to see us cover, just email us at pros at landhunting.com. That's going to do it for us. Y'all stay safe out there. We'll talk to you next time. This week's Hunt Land Show is brought to you by MB Ranch King. MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. Call Kevin today for more information or quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. And also brought to you by Southern Seed and Feed. Do you want to provide better nutrients for your deer? Check out Southern Buck. Your deer will love it. Visit their website, southernseedfeed.com, to find the dealer nearest you. And also by the Hunter's Mate Lowdown Trail Cam Reviewer. The Lowdown High Speed Trail Cam Viewer has flipping fast technology that allows you to view images three times faster on a screen that is 60% bigger than typical 7-inch viewers. Find out more at lowdownviewer.com. And also by Bucks Island Marine. Bucks Island is a full-service facility that sells new and used boats and motors. Visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside, Alabama, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And also brought to you by Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks. Dixie Supply and Baker Metalworks are proud to be your metal roofing headquarters for over 40 years. Save time and money by buying from the most reliable manufacturer on the Gulf Coast. If you buy it today, you pick it up today. They offer 20 Sherwin-Williams colors to choose from and a 40-year warranty. Baker Metal and Dixie Supply, two names, same great service. With the addition of their new store in Cantonment, Florida, they now have eight locations to serve you. Dixie Supply and Baker Metal Works, your metal roofing headquarters. And also brought to you by Alabama Ag Credit. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, they can help you with everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Learn more by visiting alabamaagcredit.com.